Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets. Best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26, your, pr- your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web, authentic valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. Today is Friday, September 13th, 2019, Friday the 13th, and starting today, every Friday here on the O Show podcast, we will be showing a Flashback Friday episode, an encore, a rerun of some of our best episodes slash interviews that we've had thus far in our year and a half of existence, and since the first edition of Flashback Friday falls on Friday the 13th, I'm going to start things off with probably the scariest interview that I could think of dating back to exactly one year ago today on September 13th, 2018 with former Major League Baseball outfielder Jason Michaels. Now, when I saw, well, when I say scariest, I'm not referring to Jason Michaels. Jason was awesome in this interview, but when you take a listen to this interview, you're going to notice that I was not awesome per se. I am about 99% positive that Jason Michaels was my first ever interview, ever, not on this podcast. Well, yes, on this podcast, but in general. And I was not prepared. I, I went back and listened to the interview before I published this stinker, and I w- actually was really embarrassed with the content that I put out. I figured, hey, a rerun episode, this will be easy, this will be fun. Just take the old content and hit publish. No big deal. However, the content and audio of my then inexperienced journalism expertise was so bad that I actually went back and edited the interview for about an hour and a half to make it somewhat respectable. And looking back at it now, Jason Michaels was probably thinking, man, this is the worst interview of all time. I had no idea how to hold a friendly conversation. I was probably the most vanilla, boring, unentertaining talk show host of all time in his mind. So if anybody who wants to get into journalism and or podcasting and want to learn what not to do, I highly suggest tuning into this interview with Jason Michaels. As even with an hour and a half edit, I still sound like a complete schlup trying to get Jason Michaels to like me. Uh, we, We talk about Jason's playing career with the Pirates, Astros, Indians, and Phillies. 
what kind of advice current MLB Hall of Famer Jim Tomei gave him while they were teammates in Philadelphia. Actually, a lot of good content on his end, despite my, again, atrocious interviewing skills. What his uh, experience was like in Game 2 of the 2007 ALDS when the midgets at Jacobs Field, now Progressive Field, uh, swarmed Jabba Chamberlain on the mound, costing the Yankees a win. I believe Travis Hafner walked that one off with an RBI single. We talk about Jason's hitting company, Big League Approach, which he still has to this day. Uh, growing up a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan in South Tampa, mentoring young Nationals prospects as a coach with the Washington Nationals, focusing on the mental aspect of the game of baseball, what it was like growing up playing alongside Pat Burrell in college with the Canes at the University of Miami, as well as uh, with the Phillies, and why Burrell was his favorite teammate in the big leagues. All that and more, well, all that and less, because this was a dumpster fire of an interview on my end. Again, first interview of my journalism career with MLB outfielder Jason Michaels. The O Show is presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out, and by TickPick. You heard the ad at the beginning of the show. You're going to hear it once more on this rather quick and painless or painful, whichever way you look at it, Flashback Friday edition of the O Show podcast. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets. Best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26, your, pr your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web, authentic valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now.
You were a big league player, but first you started out playing college ball at the University of Miami. Just describe for me how your career was there, especially since you had like uh, teammates there, such as like Pat Burrell and uh, Aubrey Huff. college years you were actually drafted by the devil rays in 96 cardinals in 97 you turned both those offers down i've had a few buddies playing in college who've been drafted before like mainly in the higher rounds as opposed to the low rounds some of them say that it kind of stung that they couldn't go others say it was an easy decision not to what was your mindset after turning down these two offers Your grandfather, if I'm not mistaken, John Michaels, played for the Red Sox back in the...
he got to class B at the time. Okay. I uh, never, never made it, never got a chance to make it up to the big leagues, but um, that's, that was pretty neat. I, did, I really didn't get a chance. He died when I was really young, so I didn't really didn't get a chance to move. How much was your family an influence on you growing up in baseball? Well, big. You know, my, uh, especially my dad. My dad was my coach until I was 13. Um, he played, my dad played baseball and football growing up and then went to uh, college on a football scholarship for quarterback. And, he, you know, he, he introduced me to football. And I was, I was good at football as athletic. I could catch the ball, but I just wasn't big enough. And, um, you know, playing baseball, I got, I got plenty of support. What team did you grow up rooting for? Baseball-wise, what about football-wise? You felt the same way? Oh, big-time Buccaneer fan. Yeah, I was fortunate. Dad, dad was, was lucky. I was lucky enough that Dad had season tickets ever since they started in 76 and uh, get a chance to go to some of those games, even though they weren't that good. Right. But it was just, it, I, I didn't care. You know, it was fun to go there, cheer, root them, root them all up. Jim Tomei was inducted into the 2018 Hall of Fame this year. You were actually a teammate of his between 03 and 05 with the Phillies. Right. Describe to me how he was as a teammate and how he uh, went about his business. Oh, I can't say enough, enough good things about Jim Tomey, just the, the, the type of person he is, obviously the player that we all see, but, you know, I get to see what a lot of fans don't get to see is, but, you know, in the locker room or in the dugout, you know, going together in that fight out there on that field, you know, playing, but uh, just a tremendous, tremendous person, uh, very nice, He's, he, he treated everybody with uh, equal amount of respect, it didn't matter if you were a Hall of Fame player or if you were a bench player, you know, or even a minor league guy. He was just, he was that, he was just that nice of a, of a guy and that respectful. You know, it was great. My locker was too, too away from him. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it was great to play with him and, and the type of player and person that he was. It was, you know, it was a highlight of my life for sure. Now moving on to another player who's actually set to retire after the year, Chase Utley. I don't know how long you were teammates with him, but you describe how he was as a teammate now that he's set to retire after the season. Arizona. I'm actually from New Jersey, so big-time Yankee fan. One of my all-time favorite games that I watched was ALDS Game 2. It was Yankees-Indians when Jabba Chamberlain was getting swarmed by all those gnats. It was just like, <laughs> consider the bug game. I know you were on that team. Yeah. Um, what was it like being in that type of atmosphere? Well, i tell you what, we had, we had our side young going with um, Fausto Carmona or 
called Roberto Hernandez now. Yeah. the teams that you've played for, which is your favorite? signed a minor league uh, contract with the Nationals, if I'm correct. I really enjoyed that, but uh, and that's what led me to to open up my own business 
here in Tampa called the Big League Approach, and that's what I do. Uh, is really mentor younger players. Uh, you know, talk about approaches. I mean, not only the physical swing. You know, really teach the physical swing, but also the fielding, base running. Uh, there's, there's there's so much involved in baseball and the, and the mental side that nobody's teaching. I'm able to teach these younger players. Okay, so when you say, obviously, the mental part of the game is huge, when you say that, is it basically um, just, like, the mental aspects of the game, like, not making mental errors, or, like, actually, like, what's going inside their brains? Well, yeah, I mean, and when you get to the minor leagues, and I remember when I was a coach there with the, with the Nationals, I'm sitting on the bench, I'm looking around at these guys, and I'm watching the game, and I'm like, guys, you're not going to face any better arms in the big leagues. I mean, here they are, 17 to 20-year-old guys. You know, they just started playing professional ball. They said there's really not much difference other than a little bit of physical maturity and then what's on your what's in your head. You know, I mean, because you have there's talent everywhere, everywhere. So what's going to separate is what it's you know on top of your shoulders. And that's what uh, it's it's you know me when I play I said I played ten years in the big leagues, but one of my ten years I was a I was a starter. But so I was always mostly a, you know a fourth outfielder pinch hitter. So if anybody knew the importance of the, of the mental preparation, the mental approach, that is it. I mean, that was me. It's me. So that's what I tried to, to help with these younger guys. I said, you know, you guys have, you know, so uh, have some talent. Be able to put it together and really start understanding the game. You know, there's so much information on that field, whether you're on defense or your base ring or you're, or you're hitting, that it can, it can make it a little bit easier because it's hard. It's really, it's really hard to hit. So... Here's my last question. You talked a little bit about uh, your new hitting company, the Big League Approach. So is it basically, I want to say, like kids and like club teams and stuff, and then you go up to kids who are getting scouted for college? Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm able to really to help everybody. I mean, my clientele is from any ranges from four years old to 41. <laughs> so uh, I, have a, I have a wide range of clientele, mostly probably, uh, you know, 10 years old to probably 18. Is probably the target range, but I'm able to, to explain to them and, and teach them how to you how to have an approach, how to use the approach. You know how I can help you. And, and you know, there's so there's so many negative results in baseball, and um, you know how to deal with the failures in baseball, or which I call negative results. I don't like to call them failures. And you know how to you know how to how to get an edge in this game, uh, how to play with confidence. I mean, there's just there's so much to it that I've really been thinking about writing stuff down and really being clear with with some of these guys because there's so many there's so many ways so many different ways of, of approaching hitting or defense or base running or, or even just the, you know the mental preparation for the next day um, I mean there's there, there's so many things that uh, that can help make it a little bit easier for you even though it's, it's really hard to hit <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.